Section thirteen of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book two, chapter eight. The Scandalous Scene. Musov, as a man of breeding and delicacy, could not but feel some inward qualms when he reached the father superiors with Ivan. He felt ashamed of having lost his temper. He felt that he ought to have disdained that despicable wretch, Fyodor Pavlovitch, too much to have been upset by him in Father Zosima's cell, and so to have forgotten himself. The monks were not to blame in any case, he reflected on the steps, and if they're decent people here, and the Father Superior, I understand, is a nobleman, why not be friendly and courteous with them? i won't argue i'll fall in with everything i'll win them by politeness and-and show them that i've nothing to do with that aesop that buffoon that pierrot and have merely been taken in over this affair just as they have he determined to drop his litigation with the monastery and relinquish his claims to the woodcutting and fishery rights at once he was the more ready to do this because the rights had become much less valuable and he had indeed the vaguest idea where the wood and river in question were these excellent intentions were strengthened when he entered the father superior's dining-room though strictly speaking it was not a dining-room for the father superior had only two rooms altogether they were however much larger and more comfortable than father Zosima's but there was no great luxury about the furnishing of these rooms either the furniture was of mahogany covered with leather in the old-fashioned style of eighteen twenty the floor was not even stained but everything was shining with cleanliness and there were many choice flowers in the windows the most sumptuous thing in the room at the moment was of course the beautifully decorated table the cloth was clean the service shone there were three kinds of well-baked bread two bottles of wine two of excellent mead and a large glass jug of kvass both the latter made in the monastery and famous in the neighbourhood there was no vodka rakitin related afterwards that there were five dishes fish soup made of sterlets served with little fish patties then boiled fish served in a special way then salmon cutlets ice pudding and compote and finally blancmange rakitin found out about all these good things for he could not resist peeping into the kitchen where he already had a footing he had a footing everywhere and got information about everything he was of an uneasy and envious temper he was well aware of his own considerable abilities and nervously exaggerated them in his self-conceit he knew he would play a prominent part of some sort but alyosha who was attached to him was distressed to see that his friend rakitin was dishonourable and quite unconscious of being so himself considering on the contrary that because he would not steal money left on the table he was a man of the highest integrity neither alyosha nor anyone else could have influenced him in that 
rakitin of course was a person of too little consequence to be invited to the dinner to which father joseph father paisi and one other monk were the only inmates of the monastery invited they were already waiting when musov kalganov and ivan arrived the other guest maximov stood a little aside waiting also the father superior stepped into the middle of the room to receive his guests he was a tall thin but still vigorous old man with black hair streaked with gray and a long grave ascetic face he bowed to his guests in silence but this time they approached to receive his blessing Yusuf even tried to kiss his hand but the father superior drew it back in time to avoid the salute but ivan and kalganov went through the ceremony in the most simple-hearted and complete manner kissing his hand as peasants do we must apologize most humbly your reverence began Yusuf, simpering affably and speaking in a dignified and respectful tone pardon us for having come alone without the gentleman you invited fyodor pavlovitch he felt obliged to decline the honour of your hospitality and not without reason in the reverend father zossima's cell he was carried away by the unhappy dissension with his son and let fall words which were quite out of keeping in fact quite unseemly as he glanced at the monks your reverence is no doubt already aware and therefore recognizing that he had been to blame he felt sincere regret and shame and begged me and his son ivan fyodorovitch to convey to you his apologies and regrets in brief he hopes and desires to make amends later he asks your blessing and begs you to forget what has taken place as he uttered the last word of his tirade musov completely recovered his self-complacency and all traces of his former irritation disappeared he fully and sincerely loved humanity again the father superior listened to him with dignity and with a slight bend of the head replied i sincerely deplore his absence perhaps at our table he might have learnt to like us and we him pray be seated gentlemen he stood before the holy image and began to say grace aloud all bent their heads reverently and maximov clasped his hands before him with peculiar fervour it was at this moment that fyodor pavlovitch played his last prank it must be noted that he really had meant to go home and really had felt the impossibility of going to dine with the father superior as though nothing had happened after his disgraceful behaviour in the elder's cell not that he was so very much ashamed of himself quite the contrary perhaps but still he felt it would be unseemly to go to dinner yet his creaking carriage had hardly been brought to the steps of the hotel and he had hardly got into it when he suddenly stopped short he remembered his own words at the elders i always feel when i meet people that i am lower than all and that they all take me for a buffoon so i say let me play the buffoon for you are every one of you stupider and lower than i he longed to revenge himself on everyone for his own unseemliness he suddenly recalled how he had once in the past been asked 
why do you hate so-and-so so much and he had answered them with his shameless impudence i'll tell you he has done me no harm but i played him a dirty trick and ever since i have hated him remembering that now he smiled quietly and malignantly hesitating for a moment his eyes gleamed and his lips positively quivered well since i have begun i may as well go on he decided his predominant sensation at that moment might be expressed in the following words well there is no rehabilitating myself now so let me shame them for all i am worth i will show them i don't care what they think that's all he told the coachman to wait while with rapid steps he returned to the monastery and straight to the father superiors he had no clear idea what he would do but he knew that he could not control himself and that a touch might drive him to the utmost limits of obscenity but only to obscenity to nothing criminal nothing for which he could be legally punished in the last resort he could always restrain himself and had marvelled indeed at himself on that score sometimes he appeared in the father superior's dining-room at the moment when the prayer was over and all were moving to the table standing in the doorway he scanned the company and laughing his prolonged impudent malicious chuckle looked them all boldly in the face they thought i had gone and here i am again he cried to the whole room for one moment every one stared at him without a word and at once every one felt that something revolting grotesque positively scandalous was about to happen musov passed immediately from the most benevolent frame of mind to the most savage all the feelings that had subsided and died down in his heart revived instantly no this i cannot endure he cried i absolutely cannot and i certainly cannot the blood rushed to his head he positively stammered but he was beyond thinking of style and he seized his hat what is it he cannot cried fyodor pavlovitch that he absolutely cannot and certainly cannot your reverence am i to come in or not will you receive me as your guest you are welcome with all my heart answered the superior gentlemen he added i venture to beg you most earnestly to lay aside your dissensions and to be united in love and family harmony with prayer to the lord at our humble table no no it is impossible cried musov beside himself well if it is impossible for pyotr alexandrovitch it is impossible for me and i won't stop that is why i came i will keep with pyotr alexandrovitch everywhere now if you will go away pyotr alexandrovitch i will go away too if you remain i will remain you stung him by what you said about family harmony father superior he does not admit he is my relation that's right isn't it vanson here's vanson how are you vanson you mean me muttered maximoff puzzled of course i mean you cried fyodor pavlovitch who else the father superior could not be vanson but i am not vanson either i am maximoff no you are vanson 
your reverence do you know who fanson was it was a famous murder case he was killed in a house of harlotry i believe that is what such places are called among you he was killed and robbed and in spite of his venerable age he was nailed up in a box and sent from petersburg to moscow in the luggage van and while they were nailing him up the harlots sang songs and played the harp that is to say the piano so this is that very fanzon he has risen from the dead hasn't he fanzon what is happening what's this voices were heard in the group of monks let us go cried musov addressing kalganov no excuse me fyodor pavlovitch broke in shrilly taking another step into the room allow me to finish there in the cell you blamed me for behaving disrespectfully just because i spoke of eating gudgeon pyotr alexandrovitch musov my relation prefers to have plus de noblesse que de sincérité in his words but i prefer in mine plus de sincérité que de noblesse and damn the noblesse that's right isn't it fanzon allow me father superior though i am a buffoon and play the buffoon yet i am the soul of honour and i want to speak my mind yes i am the soul of honour while in pyotr alexandrovitch there is wounded vanity and nothing else i came here perhaps to have a look and speak my mind my son alexey is here being saved i am his father i care for his welfare and it is my duty to care while i have been playing the fool i have been listening and having a look on the sly and now i want to give you the last act of the performance you know how things are with us as a thing falls so it lies as a thing once has fallen so it must lie for ever not a bit of it i want to get up again holy father i am indignant with you confession is a great sacrament before which i am ready to bow down reverently but there in the cell they all kneel down and confess aloud can it be right to confess aloud it was ordained by the holy fathers to confess in secret then only your confession will be a mystery and so it was of old but how can i explain to him before every one that i did this and that well you understand what sometimes it would not be proper to talk about it so it is really a scandal no fathers one might be carried along with you to the flagellants i dare say at the first opportunity i shall write to the synod and i shall take my son alexey home we must note here that fyodor pavlovitch knew where to look for the weak spot there had been at one time malicious rumours which had even reached the archbishop not only regarding our monastery but in others where the institution of elders existed that too much respect was paid to the elders even to the detriment of the authority of the superior that the elders abused the sacrament of confession and so on and so on absurd charges which had died away of themselves everywhere but the spirit of folly which had caught up fyodor pavlovitch and was bearing him on the current of his own nerves into lower and lower depths of ignominy prompted him with this old slander 
fyodor pavlovitch did not understand a word of it and he could not even put it sensibly for on this occasion no one had been kneeling and confessing aloud in the elder's cell so that he could not have seen anything of the kind he was only speaking from confused memory of old slanders but as soon as he had uttered his foolish tirade he felt he had been talking absurd nonsense and at once longed to prove to his audience and above all to himself that he had not been talking nonsense and though he knew perfectly well that with each word he would be adding more and more absurdity he could not restrain himself and plunged forward blindly how disgraceful cried pyotr alexandrovitch pardon me said the father superior it was said of old many have begun to speak against me and have uttered evil sayings about me and hearing it i have said to myself it is the correction of the lord and he has sent it to heal my vain soul and so we humbly thank you honoured guest and he made fyodor pavlovitch a low bow tut 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 sanctimoniousness and stock phrases old phrases and old gestures the old lies and formal prostrations we know all about them a kiss on the lips and a dagger in the heart as in schiller's robbers i don't like falsehood fathers i want the truth but the truth is not to be found in eating gudgeon and that i proclaim aloud father monks why do you fast why do you expect reward in heaven for that why for reward like that i will come and fast too no saintly monk you try being virtuous in the world do good to society without shutting yourself up in a monastery at other people's expense and without expecting a reward up aloft for it you'll find that a bit harder i can talk sense to father superior what have they got here he went up to the table old port wine mead brewed by the eliseev brothers fie fie fathers that is something beyond gudgeon look at the bottles the fathers have brought out <laughs> and who has provided it all the russian peasant the laborer brings here the farthing earned by his horny hand wringing it from his family and the tax-gatherer you bleed the people you know holy fathers this is too disgraceful said father yosef father paisi kept obstinately silent musov rushed from the room and kalganov after him well father i will follow pyotr alexandrovitch i am not coming to see you again you may beg me on your knees i shan't come i sent you a thousand roubles so you have begun to keep your eye on me <laughs> no i'll say no more i am taking my revenge for my youth for all the humiliation i endured he thumped the table with his fist in a paroxysm of simulated feeling this monastery has played a great part in my life it has cost me many bitter tears you used to set my wife the crazy one against me you cursed me with bell and book you spread stories about me all over the place enough fathers this is the age of liberalism the age of steamers and railways 
neither a thousand nor a hundred roubles no nor a hundred farthings will you get out of me it must be noted again that our monastery never had played any great part in his life and he never had shed a bitter tear owing to it but he was so carried away by his simulated emotion that he was for one moment almost believing it himself he was so touched he was almost weeping but at that very instant he felt that it was time to draw back the father superior bowed his head at his malicious lie and again spoke impressively it is written again bear circumspectly and gladly dishonour that cometh upon thee by no act of thine own be not confounded and hate not him who hath dishonoured thee and so will we tut 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 be thinking thyself and the rest of the rigmarole bethink yourselves fathers i will go but i will take my son alexey away from here forever on my parental authority ivan fyodorovitch my most dutiful son permit me to order you to follow me fanzon what have you to stay for come and see me now in the town it is fun there it is only one short verst instead of lenten oil i will give you sucking pig and kasha we will have dinner with some brandy and liqueur to it i've cloudberry wine hey fanson don't lose your chance he went out shouting and gesticulating it was at that moment rakitin saw him and pointed him out to alyosha alexey his father shouted from far off catching sight of him you come home to me to-day for good and bring your pillow and mattress and leave no trace behind alyosha stood rooted to the spot watching the scene in silence meanwhile fyodor pavlovitch had got into the carriage and ivan was about to follow him in grim silence without even turning to say good-bye to alyosha but at this point another almost incredible scene of grotesque buffoonery gave the finishing touch to the episode maximov suddenly appeared by the side of the carriage he ran up panting afraid of being too late rakitin and alyosha saw him running he was in such a hurry that in his impatience he put his foot on the step on which ivan's left foot was still resting and clutching the carriage he kept trying to jump in i am going with you he kept shouting laughing a thin mirthful laugh with a look of reckless glee in his face take me too there cried fyodor pavlovitch delighted did i not say he was fanson it is fanson himself risen from the dead why how did you tear yourself away what did you fanson there and how could you get away from the dinner you must be a brazen-faced fellow i am that myself but i am surprised at you brother jump in jump in let him pass ivan it will be fun he can lie somewhere at our feet will you lie at our feet fanson or perch on the box with the coachman skip onto the box fanson but ivan who had by now taken his seat without a word gave maximov a violent punch in the breast and sent him flying it was quite by chance he did not fall drive on ivan shouted angrily to the coachman why what are you doing what are you about why did you do that fyodor pavlovitch protested but the carriage had already driven away ivan made no reply 
well you are a fellow fyodor pavlovitch said again after a pause of two minutes looking askance at his son why it was you got up all this monastery business you urged it you approved of it why are you angry now you've talked rot enough you might rest a bit now ivan snapped sullenly fyodor pavlovitch was silent again for two minutes a drop of brandy would be nice now he observed sententiously but ivan made no response you shall have some too when we get home ivan was still silent fyodor pavlovitch waited another two minutes but i shall take alyosha away from the monastery though you will dislike it so much most honoured karl von moor ivan shrugged his shoulders contemptuously and turning away stared at the road and they did not speak again all the way home end of section thirteen